This is Free Talk Live Radio, where you rule the airwaves, and we have a very, very special episode prepared for all of you today. A lot of breaking news about it, a lot of very important news, national, local, uh, some international. I, uh, you know, this is the first time hosting Free Talk Live. I'm greatly honored. I'm your, uh, I'll be your host, Vincent. Well, you've and been a host before. I, I mean, first chairing, yeah, rather. Yeah. It's a great honor, Minister Freeman. Thank you. And in studio, we have... It's Ian. And nobody... And uh, nobody actually before. Well, before we begin, uh, I, I made an effort. Right when I was doing the show prep for today, I was making a great effort to have at least fifty percent non-COVID nineteen coronavirus kung flu, uh, whatever you want to call it, news. And it was almost I like kung flu, kung flu. <laughs> and it was almost impossible because on uh, just it's all so the prevalent. News. Oh, absolutely! I went through seven different news sites right you know mainstream news sites some i guess a few alternative and it was just saturated with covid19 i actually do have one non-covid19 related news story it's regarding the first amendment uh i've had a spattering of them here and there but i haven't brought any of them Mm -hmm. up on the air because they're just not they just don't seem as important uh to me and and as somebody who's been hosting this show for the last most of the last two decades I usually don't like to talk about like the big news of the day unless it's something that can't be ignored. And this is something that just can't be ignored because literally everyone in the on the planet, and apparently now, according to at least one headline on the Drudge Report, there are at least 3 billion people now on the planet who are under some sort of a lockdown status. And yeah, so, half of the human race is in jail. Right. So this is an open air prison. Yeah. Uh, th- this is house arrest. Incredibly relevant, right? Because if you're going to do talk radio, the more relevant you can be, the better. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about something that's obscure or esoteric, then yeah, you're probably going to get some people that aren't that interested. Uh, but if you're talking about something that affects absolutely everyone or a supermajority of people. That's a good topic, and this one is a good topic because not only does it affect people, uh, it's also a very negative uh, effect. Oh, absolutely, and it's affecting all facets facets of our lives. It's affecting politics. It's affecting economy. It's it's even affecting mm-hmm. how much pizza you could buy, right? You know, nobody, you came in and you said uh, you had a hard time ordering more than twenty dollars worth of pizza because they don't uh, they have a limit on cash orders now. Yeah, I tried to order. I tried to place a thirty dollar uh, pizza order so I could have some dinner to eat, and uh, they said their limit on cash orders was twenty dollars, which uh, crazy Domino's won't even come out for twenty dollars. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you have to go pick up in store now. Basically, is the idea uh, right? Which is you know obviously I don't even know if they're going to accept cash in the store though. They, would, apparently twenty. If I was going to go pick up a pick up a. Uh, uh, pick up a pizza, I'd call them first. Wow. I mean, I wonder if that is a, uh, a store decision or if it's a chain-wide policy now, because that's a huge deal. I mean, what does it I matter? I don't know, but I'm pissed. I want dinner. What, I, I, what does it matter whether or not it's 20 or $30? Either way, it's cash. The idea is cash is supposed to possibly contain the virus or you know maybe make well, it a, because a vehicle to spread it the or claim yeah the claim is is that covid19 survives like weeks on surfaces right and what's uh-huh. a surface of something that everyone touches right like what was it the there's a rumor that you know cash money there's a rumor that like 20 percent of all uh federal reserve notes have some sort of trace of cocaine on it i don't know i think that sounds like something 80 percent of 80%. federal reserve notes have cocaine on them and one study found that whether that's representative of the whole world 
world. I don't know. I don't know how many times they re- repeated the study. And so, yeah, and so as I said, it's affecting all facets of society. But, you know, maybe there's something else that's important that we're all missing. You could certainly bring that up. You know, open phone. What's well, it's, it's open phone show. Well, here's you what call- I want to know. Sorry, before you get to the phones. Uh, here's what I want to know about this cash deal. Can I go in and give them 20 singles, but they'll refuse three tens? Or two twenties, yeah. So how stupid is this? I don't know how dumb it is, but it sounds pretty dumb. It 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 is crazy. I went there a few. Not to mention that they're getting a lot more exposure if I have to come down to their store to buy my dinner instead of if they just deal with me for thirty seconds at the door. Mm. Because I'm going to be in their store for twenty minutes while they're making my dinner. Mm -hmm. Oh, and at the store, I was there a few weeks ago, and I would they would be wearing gloves, and it would take forever for them to accept the money because I would give them the money, they would take. Gloves off. No, no, no. They would no. keep the gloves on. Okay, okay. Then they would have to wash their hands, you know, wash their gloves. Then mm. they'd have to wash the uh, keyboard. And they would have to do that for <laughs> oh every, uh, I don't know if it was just that one day or that one worker, but like every single order. And it's, it's absolutely ludicrous. It's I mean, I understand, like, you know, and I've been a germaphobe so for my whole life. So I'm feeling somewhat vindicated by a lot of this. But, but you, even you as a germaphobe, think this is going too far? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is, you know, my whole life, people have been saying, Vincent, calm down. Vincent, don't stress out. And then now it's the opposite. Everyone is stressing out, and I'm saying, everyone, calm down. This isn't the end of the world. Yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah. And so, um, but uh, is well, there something? Is there I'm something, glad to hear that. But yeah, I mean, is, is there, uh, you know, leave, leave it. All it took for me to get over my crippling anxiety was to have the entire world lose their mind. So they really have. It does change perspective, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I just. Uh, <laughs> They're all freaking out. There's a headline on Drudge Report right now about to shock claim. 80,000 people could be, you know, could die from this. And it's like, that still wouldn't be worse than the flu. If that were the global 80, total. would 80, be about global. worldwide? Global. Oh, okay. Yeah, in that would US, be smaller than the, than the flu. Right. In the U.S. last year was like 30,000 died mm-hmm. from the flu. So, yeah. I mean. And it really puts things in perspective. The flu, 40,000. How many how many people were killed in mass shootings last year? Hundred. A hundred or hundred. A hundred. One hundred. And the number I saw, and I, I believe they, it, at least in some of the New Hampshire base, because, you know, New Hampshire news, they, oh, you know, New Hampshire is, some people don't want to, it's, it's somewhat of a backwater state. And so they always, a lot a lot of the times they have to tie in New Hampshire news articles, tie into like the bigger picture. I saw it's like now there's like half a million people are infected, I think like just uh, like a few thousand deaths, and obviously any any death of human life is tragic. So I don't want to be sound aloof or callous when I or cavalier when I say, oh, just a few thousand deaths. But we have to put this in perspective, right? Where we, now we have half of the world's population, right, is essentially under house arrest. Yeah. And um, but anyway, and so, getting poorer every single day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And versus, I mean, I have never heard of talk of a depression, right? Aside from some of like the real hardcore gold bugs or uh, crypto currency people and then now just just like a month right if someone said to me two months ago vincent we might be facing a depression this summer i'd say this is absolutely ridiculous even you know like uh but now because of uh what is it the um the media were saying that they want people to be quarantined for 18 months that the economy and the country and you know just, just the country because apparently china's back to work has to be shut down for 18 months that's a year and a half that's absolutely there's no insane. way by the end of the year i'd be stacking bodies there's that's not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> so uh you know there's a lot of hypotheticals and such but and i i like to to remind everyone i think it's important to remember that all you know all things 
all things in due time pass. And so is there something we're missing? Uh, are you freaking out about this? Do you think maybe we're aloof or we're not or uh, we're, uh, you know, not panicking enough? You could uh, let us know. 855-450-3. That's 855-450-3733. Just calm down, people. Life is fatal. Nobody gets out of it alive. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and and I actually do have I, I do want to try and stay positive uh, re- regarding all of this. I actually thought about saying, "Oh wow, this is perfect! My first day on free, t- uh, my first time, t- uh, first chairing on free talk live. I can talk about all the doom and gloom and martial law." And I was right this whole time. But uh, that's not what the that's not what the world needs right now. Uh, what the world needs to do is hear about what's going on here in New Hampshire. I have here this is from the union leader, and this was um, a love talk of a day of Keen Sununu, which is via the governor Chris Sununu issue stay at home order until early may what <laughs> oh yeah you you were uh taking a nap when this went down this was later this afternoon sununu has broken his promise which he said earlier that he you know he wasn't intending or whatever to to do this we all knew yeah. it was going to happen and well not happened. intending isn't technically a promise right. but <laughs> yeah well he's full of it and, but he's gone back on it wow. and i saw when i woke up i saw the uh, the keen sentinel right i follow him on facebook and people and there's like an article where ver, people are de- you know, people right the, the experts they're demanding he's not doing enough they're demanding he's doing more and you can see and the comment wait, wait, section they're saying just, this isn't enough they're saying yeah. go further than this yeah. so-called stay-at-home order oh yeah absolutely and the people in the comment section are just demanding slavery demanding martial law demanding we all get welded well, into our homes like china it's absolutely ridiculous yeah. uh we'll be right back this is free talk live 855-453. All right, and welcome back. You are listening to Free Talk Live, where... We, where uh, you could take control of the airwaves, call in uh, at 855-453. That's 855-450-3733. You could call in, talk about whatever you want. It could be about COVID-19, could not be, although it's uh, news regarding anything other than COVID-19. Seems to be in scarce supply these days. Uh, and before we get to uh, Sununu, you know, governor of New Hampshire, Chris Sununu issues stay-at-home order until early May, I want to tell you about LocalBitcoin.com. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at LocalBitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit localbitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin Cash. It's local bit, local.bitcoin.com. And now with all the fears of cash being able to transmit the coronavirus, now seems like the perfect time to start learning about cryptocurrency. In studio, we are joined by... It's Ian. And nobody. And we will continue, or actually we'll begin to discuss... This uh, Sununu's new stay-at-home order. So By the now- way, I've heard there are at least 20 states that now have stay-at-home slash lockdown 
kind of orders. Some some places are more draconian uh, than others on how they're handling this. Sununu had a statement that he posted on his Facebook so far. As of right now, the order itself has not been posted, at least as of an hour ago. I haven't checked in the last five minutes, but uh, to the uh, the governor's official website, it had not yet been posted. So we've yet to see the actual official order. But according to the language that he used on his post on Facebook about it, he's making it sound like you shouldn't go outside except for emergencies. But he's not going as far as, let's say, the governor, or sorry, not governor, but the uh, the mayor of Chicago, who is basically saying, if you are outside exercising, that you're going to be arrested. That's so, absolutely ludicrous. And it's the same thing in Europe as well, in France, for, for giving uh, tickets to people who are caught outside. They've had to give tens of fa- tens of thousands of euros in fines to people. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's this is like the nanny state paradise right it's, here. It's horrifying. Let me just give you an excerpt here from Chicago CBS. Uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot in Chicago, frustrated with reports of gatherings throughout the city, delivered a stern warning to those who continue to get together during the COVID-19 pandemic. We will shut it down and you may be arrested. Quote, stay at home. Only go out for essentials. You have to readjust your thinking. Be smart. Not only will our police be deployed to shut them down if you're not abiding by these orders, we'll be forced to shut down the parks and the lakefront. The situation is deadly serious, and we need you to take it deadly seriously. She added that spending long periods of time outdoors anywhere is not allowed. And neither is going into closed spaces like playgrounds. Quote, So just don't be indoors or outdoors. Quote, you cannot go on long bike rides. Playgrounds are shut down. You must abide by the order. Outside is for a brief respite, not for 5Ks. I can't emphasize enough that we abide the rules. The parks, uh, sorry, the Chicago Park District, Mike Kelly now saying, quote, the parks and open space are here for your enjoyment, but keep your distance. If someone is passing by, step aside and let them through. Okay, it sounds like the way these statements are, the, the way these statements sound, it sounds as if they had like Bill Hicks write from it. This is some very sick parody of um of of what you know they, what uh, elected officials ought to be doing during a crisis just like oh don't don't go outside no and i played on the evening show last night question golf 40 italian mayors right because italy has been hit hardest uh, at least in the uh, the western civilization with this virus italian mayors are shouting during their teleconferences and they sometimes even walk around the streets yelling at people saying that they're gonna you know if they see you outside they're gonna show up with a flamethrower and arrest you and it's um i think that a lot just a sort of Flamethrower? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that, was, that a little bit overkill? Not if you're not if you're a mayor in the EU. And it's sort of I think it's the same thing as how a lot of these celebrities, right, are having these weird videos and people say it's because they're not getting the attention that they want and they're neurotic about it. I think you have a lot of politicians now, especially the local boss hogs and like the mayors and the governors, they're upset that they realize they can't control people as much as they thought. That they would, right? They figure that all they have to do is say, you can't go outside at all and people will listen when obviously mm-hmm. people are still going to party and do, you know, for better or for worse. And I think that's why we're seeing them start to sort of come unhinged. They're freaking and, out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Sununu, I mean. Sununu is the governor here. Yes. Yes. Sununu, uh, the New Hampshire governor, Chris Sununu. I mean, he it could have been, you know, I mean, uh, he could be better, but it could have been worse also. Um, so yeah, New Hampshire has become the last New England state to issue a stay-at-home order for COVID-19. This is from the Union Manchester Union leader. 
with many non-essential businesses told to close and residents to limit their movement for more than a month starting Friday at 11.59 p.m. Well, if we're during this, if we're already going through this massive crisis, why starting Friday? Governor Chris, Governor Chris Sununu, uh, you have something? Uh, no, I'm good. Uh, sorry, yeah, it was, it was a rhetorical question. But Governor Chris Sununu issued the order, which lasts until May 4th, on th- oh, so all the Star Wars fans could get together on uh, May the 4th. On Thursday afternoon, after 24 hours in which his office received many calls urging the action. Man, I-, I wonder from whom. Right, right and this c- was after he said he wouldn't. Uh, Cowards do- and fools. Yeah. Well, and he had said the other day, or it was being said the other day, that uh, medical experts were encouraging the governor to go ahead and you know issue this order. So he's got all these people, you know, at his ear saying, you got to do this, you should do this, Uh, it's important, public safety. And, you know, the good news on this is the response. You talked about some of the comments that you saw on the Keen Sendles website. Totally disgusting. I actually, uh, Aria had posted his statement, one of our co-hosts had posted his statement, uh, JPEG of it, and I said, well, where'd you get this from? She posted a Facebook link to his page. So I clicked on that, and I scrolled down just to see. There were some nasty comments that were posted below that that were not um, happy about what Sununu was doing. One guy said he was going to sue. Uh, another person said, you're ruining my business. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a lot of New Hampshireites who appreciate freedom who are not happy about this. I'd, I really think I, I'm going to uh, file a writ of habeas corpus. Against? Uh, against the state for incarcerating me in my home. They, d- they, have, they, have, they have not convicted me of a crime. They have no authority to place me on house arrest. That, that'd be really interesting. But on the, other, on the other side, I've seen comments. And, you know, Keen, Keen, many people say that to this part, Western New Hampshire should just be, or at least Southwestern New Hampshire should just be annexed by Vermont. But <laughs> I see people where I saw someone post, oh, live free or die. And those who uh, sacrif- are willing to sacrifice liberty in exchange for safety deserve neither. And, like, all the comments underneath it was said, yeah, well, that doesn't apl- account during a pandemic. That doesn't count during a crisis. Why, well, really, in, in reality, it's it counts- always a crisis if you listen to these morons. Right. Absolutely, it should count even more during a crisis because, as Rahm Emanuel says, never let a good cri- who's uh, was mayor of Chicago, Obama, one of Obama's right, um, right. staff people, never let a good crisis go to waste because you could get more stuff done that way, and that's absolutely opportunity. And by more sick. stuff done, that means more tyranny, more violence, more demands, more, uh, more taxes, more regulations and uh, they're really doing it over on oh, this one absolutely but let, let's hope it's starting to backfire on them uh coming up once we get through this article answering the six key questions about congress's coronavirus response package i.e when will we get our government cheese plus your calls at 855-453 that's 855-450-3733 this is free talk live The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. And this is Free Talk Live Radio, where you control the airwaves. You can feel free to call in at 855-453. That's 855-450-3733. Uh, in studio, we have... It's Ian. 
And nobody. And I Did am you your, say your name? You do. Okay. Vince. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I am your host, Vincent. And uh, before we continue on with this coronavirus in New Hampshire causing new uh, lockdowns, I want to tell you about AnyPay. Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now, with AnyPay, you earn passive income for every purchase of those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you receive the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then, install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. That's AnyPayInc.com. Dot com and now you know now that uh, we have uh, at least the threat of rampant unemployment passive income and getting passive income is more important than ever and so waiting very patiently on the discord amp only call in line we have gene the christian anarchist wanting to talk about the coronavirus uh welcome gene thank you for the call hey yeah i wanted to update you on the coronavirus in our neck of the woods now we're in a little tiny, uh, not a real tiny county south of Memphis, but just a, it's not a big county. Anyway, um, the biggest hospital here has something like um, 20 cases now, confirmed cases. And we had one confirmed case in our office. A patient came in who, uh, you know, I don't want to give away too much information because patient information is protected, but a person who worked in the in the hospital and was in contact with a uh, contact uh, with a person who was positive for coronavirus, and now they have become positive. So I would have to say that yes, it's a pain in the butt, and no, they have no right to tell you where you can go and what you can do. But everybody should be cautious because apparently this thing is very very contagious. Uh, I mean, I, I, I do. I, I think you have a very rational sentiment there because we've we've seen one end of the extremity where people are saying, oh, we need to have full martial law. We need to you know, have a government weld people shut into their homes. And then on the other end, you have like these spring and usually you know, the spring breakers, you know, people my age who are going having coronavirus parties who are uh, being engaging in even more reckless behavior than they otherwise normally would. And, um, yeah, I think it is important that we keep our heads and I mean, you know, virus isn't something to laugh at. Yeah. I mean, you could get sick like, like with a cold, but, um, for, for at least for targeted people or for, uh, people at risk, right. You know, pre-existing conditions, yeah. elderly, now, compromised immune systems. Um, anything else you'd like to add? I, th- I think that responsible people should do responsible things. And like, uh, young kids, if they want to go and have a big party somewhere, that's, that's fine. I mean, I don't. I'm not going to, I'm sure not for stopping them from doing that, but if they are going to live that way, they should be careful when they go visit grandma and grandpa because they well, could grandma carry and grandpa should be careful and not let them in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. But I mean, if, if you're going to um, participate in activities where you probably are going to get exposed, then you should make sure that mm-hmm. you try not to put other people in danger. I mean, this is just common sense stuff. And I think grandma we, don't, and we grandpa, certainn't need government let, let me interject for just a sec there because grandma and grandpa might want to spend their last few months on earth actually interacting with their grandchildren instead of uh you know living in fear and maybe they stroke out in six months and they never see their grandchildren again so uh yeah. I, I wouldn't make that uh, let, assumption but go ahead 
unless they're like the Bundys and the, you know, they can't stand their family, but that's you know. possible. So, yeah. So, yeah, you know, I'm just saying everybody just uh, use some common sense. I'm not, I, I am certainly against any kind of government rules and regulations regarding uh, social behavior, but it, uh, I would like to say that from what we've seen in our clinic now, uh, all of our people are gowned up and with wearing masks because quite frankly, if one of our girls uh, tests positive for the coronavirus, it's basically going to shut us down and we don't want to do that. You know, we want to, mm-hmm. we want to maintain, keep our doors open and, you know, keep the cash flow going. Now, is, is there some kind of, like, have medical people figured out a way to, like, uh, you know, if you get the coronavirus, then that's fine. You only interact with uh, patients who already have it. Or could they open an office that was, I mean, it's like having a dating site for people with herpes. Yeah, um, I suppose. I suppose that could be done. But, you know, I do want to give uh, credit where credit is due, and I'm not a Trump fan at all, but his... Uh, his decisions to open up the medicine, you know, and relax the, the regulations and get uh, different kinds of medications on a fast track. Cause a lot of these things uh, that are showing promise are there's a Russian drug. That's very, very good. We tried to order some online, but we had to do it from a Russian website. And of course, as soon as they got our mailing address, they said, no, we can't ship it to the USA. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason for that kind of restriction. Have you tried the drug web? Not yet. I, I would give it a at, shot. I, I've uh, I know of people who have recently ordered antibiotics off the dark web just uh, on just for their bug out bag. But not not aquarium yeah. cleaner. I hope. No, uh, no aquarium. No, no, no aquarium cleaner. Okay, all right, good. But, just make sure. Uh, but what right, I'm getting at is, yes. is is that Trump is at least trying to get the regulations reduced and they are and he has i mean now we're doing telemedicine whereas before we couldn't do telemedicine so i appreciate Obama the fact that, that he's in. doing that well no not for us we weren't able to do it okay not, until, also, um, not until just recently okay because i remember telemedicine becoming a thing after uh during the obama administration huh i think for certain things maybe okay. Gotcha. It's it's yeah. like with Obamacare, right? It's like they maybe they institute some good ideas, but it's so wrapped up in red tape. Uh, thanks for the call, Gene. Appreciate that, Gene, and Amplifier here. Um, and you know, Trump also did before the coronavirus did via he he passed or helped pass a bill. I think it's called the Right to Try, where mm-hmm. and he would, which is just re- I mean. Should we be praising someone for doing something that should have been done like day one on his presidency, right? You know, the fact that people who are dying or at least at risk of dying mm. aren't allowed to try certain experimental medication because they could die? Well, I mean, yeah, we, we should because most of these psychotic control freaks won't. And, you know, my experience with that is my father was uh, dean of the College of Pharmacy at the University of Michigan. And one of his colleagues recommended an experimental drug for uh, for my wife uh, when she had cancer. And the uh, it was called an anti-angiogenic. Um, but uh, the doctor basically said, well, you know, we could apply for permission to use that, but it would take us six months to get permission and she'll be dead in four. So I'm not even going to fill out the paperwork. That doctor almost died that day and he has no idea. 
it's um, sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's ab- absolutely sick. And I mean, people have become have been born into this whole culture of bureaucracy and permission, and uh, and and it's like for, to them, it's just second nature. Oh, of course, you know, you can't do that. We got to get permission. Oh no, and it, it's it's sick and it's unfortunate. There's an interesting piece over at RT written by a Irish science science journalist and writer based in London. He's got a background in life sciences and graduated from the University of Glasgow with a degree in genetics. He's looked at some of the numbers from Italy. Right. And up until I guess the U.S. has finally taken the top spot as far as number of infected. But Italy was second to China for uh, for quite a while. There's been a lot of fear about how terrible things are in Italy. Uh, but he's got some interesting uh, analysis of these numbers. Would you like to hear some of that? Yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. So he says here that and this was published, I think, yesterday at RT. Yeah, actually, it was yesterday. So he says that uh, the numbers show 10% of infected people dying from the coronavirus in Italy. It sounds like it's through the roof. But there's more to this terrifying figure than meets the eye. You don't need to be an expert to calculate a mortality rate. It's one number divided by another. The number of people who've died from the virus divided by the total number of confirmed cases. All right, hold that thought, Minister Freeman. Not the total number, the measured number. We'll get to That's it. what he gets into. All right, <laughs> yeah. we'll hold that thought. We'll get to that on the other side along with uh, just finishing up the New Hampshire news. And when will we get our government cheese? You're listening to Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. We are back. Welcome. This is Free Talk Live, radio where you can control the airwaves, call in, open phones, talk about whatever you want. You want to continue talking about the coronavirus? You want to talk about something else? Is there something we're missing? Uh, you could do so at 855-450-FREE or 8... Or not or eight five five four five zero three seven three three, or you could go into the on air call in lines on discord.lrn.fm, where and if you're part of the free FTL AMP program, you could join in the exclusive AMP only call in line. Go to you first, get straight to head straight to the line. Now, speaking of the AMP program. I want to thank Jason Howcroft, who is a silver amplifier, helping keep the show and network on the air. And so thank you very much for that. And you could find, uh, let's see, Minister Freeman, where can we find more out about the AMP group and the AMP program? AMP.freetalklive.com. That's where you can get signed up with, uh, you can use credit card, you can use PayPal or Bitcoin BTC, and you can help support what we do here so we can talk more about freedom on more radio stations because there's no one else out there uh, that is really approaching, approaching this issue or most of them in the way that we do. Uh, so did you want to hear more about this? Yeah, yeah, let's here? talk about the numbers uh, briefly before we finish. Yeah, this the... is really interesting because this is what people have to go on, right? Like they, they look at the news and the news reports, more numbers, numbers go up, numbers go up, scary, government say don't go outside, numbers go up. Quick, give, somebody panic. They give a percentage and don't give any background detail on the percentage that they choose and so even though we've pointed out well look you know so far this hasn't even reached i don't think like three percent of the uh the total number of deaths that ha- that die in the united states from the uh, uh from the flu h1 you mean swine h1n1 or just regular seasonal flu uh from oh wait no i think what is it up to it's up to like three well, how many deaths do we have now in the u.s uh it, it, wasn't it like 300 to, or something according to corona.help in total there's been twenty three thousand nine hundred eighty four worldwide deaths 
by in the United States, there have been 1,209 deaths. Oh, so they're up to 1,000 deaths. All right, so we're at... Uh, but 1,864 mm. recoveries. Yeah, so about, about three and three and a half percent at this point of, of deaths from the flu. But that's not motivating enough to people. So let's look at the actual numbers from Peter Andrews, RT.com reporting here. So they're looking at the mortality rate in Italy, which is one of the big ones, right? They are showing 10% of uh, people are dying from this in Italy. And so they say, in the case of Italy, 7,503 dead divided by 74,386 infected gives a mortality rate of roughly 10%. But that doesn't mean that 1 in 10 people who contract the virus will die, despite what the scaremongering media would have you believe. The first reason why is that the smaller number, the number of deaths from COVID-19, is impossible to underestimate. You're either alive or dead, and as soon as a person dies, they'll quickly find their way into the statistics. But the larger number, the number of confirmed cases, must by definition be an underestimate. It would be impossible for every person in a country positive for the coronavirus to have already been tested and added to the confirmed cases. The virus can be dormant in people for up to two weeks, and young people can experience very mild or even no symptoms at all and still be positive for the virus. Since that figure is by definition too low, well, we know the mortality rates being reported are by definition too high. Another factor is that governments are being pushed well beyond their capabilities for mass testing and uh, contact tracing, some more than others. With typical efficiency, Germany is on top of their testing situation and as such have picked up many of their milder cases. Therefore, they have a high number of confirmed cases relative to the number of infected people, the true number in Germany. This is keeping the mortality rate in Germany down at half a percent, baffling experts who are expecting apocalyptic scenes at the hospitals, the likes of which have so far only materialized in Italy. But not baffling statisticians. Right. Perhaps the cases will soon mount up in Germany and their mortality rate will climb toward the 4 or 5% that seems to be the European average. But due to the asymptomatic people, which is the majority according to the best research available, even that is an exaggeratedly high rate. Apply this principle to Italy, whose civil protection chief told La Repubblica newspaper on Monday that, quote, it is credible to estimate that there are 10 positive cases for every one officially reported. If this is true, and as many as 640,000 people are infected in Italy, then their actual mortality rate in a stroke would become 1% instead of 10%. Yeah. Now, what I wish I knew is the uh, is whether you get a permanent resistance once you've had it. Well, it may it may mutate, and there may be a different variants of it, you know, down the line. So who who knows? One we'll, of we'll the, find that out over one, time. One of the initial things that people would use to fearmonger about this virus is the fact that it, there's some evidence to suggest that it could resurge after like two weeks. So, you know, you think you get this sickness for a week, you think you're cured, and then but it comes back. Oh yeah, yeah, but then it comes back. I had a very similar illness in September of this year where I got sick. Every, I got sick every other week for three mm-hmm. week for uh, for six weeks, and it was just the same symptoms: the cold symptoms, uh, chest, and everything. So, and and I, there's plenty of people that I've been hearing from and like media and just in person who suspect they might have gotten the coronavirus mm-hmm. or whatever this is way before we started hearing about it, way before the panic even. But wait, there's more. Yet another reason for Italy's inflated mortality rate is how deaths are being recorded there. 
Professor Walter Riccardi, an advisor to the Italian Minister of Health, told The Telegraph on Monday that, quote, the way in which we code deaths in our country is very generous in the sense that all the people who die in hospitals with the coronavirus are deemed to be dying of the coronavirus, unquote. A mm. thought experiment may elucidate this. Imagine that. So, one, if you get hit by a car you're dead and you've the got the coronavirus, you die to the coronavirus. Imagine that 1,000 people, all over the age of 75, died in hospitals in northern Italy last week. All of them had tested positive for the coronavirus at some point during the past two weeks. The vast majority of COVID-19 fatalities, 99% of them, according to Italian research, and they cite the uh, the Telegraph for this research. Have a pre uh, have had a pre morbidity, if not two or three. What is that? These are underlying health issues like heart disease, cancer, or various infections. Some might have been comatose at the time, with life support machines and artificial breathing the only thing keeping them alive anyway. Eventually, their bodies gave out, and they simply couldn't fight on any longer. But does that mean that in the absence of the coronavirus, that those same one thousand people would still be alive? They might have lived a couple more days, but... In other words, is it really true to say that all of these people died of COVID-19? But amidst this crisis, when health systems and governments have tunnel vision for this one ailment, all 1,000 were chalked off as victims of the plague. So I wanted to put this out there because people just hear these numbers, which are numbers reported by governments. We've tried to remind people of that previously on this show. Not only are they reported by government, so they should be called into question just on that basis alone, because governments lie and they use these crises mm -hmm. to expand their power. But, you know, a basic look at the numbers and how they're reported shows that they're just full of it. Absolutely. And the media mm -hmm. core, and, you know, the media, and we're actually going to talk. Uh... Although in, in that case, I will say they're, they're reporting honest numbers mostly, except for maybe cheating on cause of death. Uh, death well, a, a bit, cheat. but but they're delivering numbers like most of the statistics that you hear. If you don't know the methodology behind that statistic, you don't know the limitations of the number. You don't know the assumptions, and you really don't know what that statistic means. Um, and yeah. people oversimplify their view of statistics. Oh, absolutely, and eighty-seven point three percent of the time. And the media, who not only get, <laughs> do not only get more clicks and money and exposure and viewership or whatever from crises, you know, I work in media. I've well, I I was in the process of getting my multimedia journalism degree. Uh, you know, I know better than anyone if it leads if, if it bleeds it leads. But also, you have a media. Some media organizations essentially act as an extension of a government, and the media has been loving this. And actually, one of the articles I have ahead yeah. of time is showing public approval of like the government, of the media, of a president, and everything regarding the handling of the uh, COVID nineteen and the highest disapproval rating. Who, who, who has the highest disapproval rating might shock you. Uh, but I'm in Minister Freeman. I'm glad you bring up the you, you want to clear up with the numbers because a lot of this is, the go, you know, the government and Twitter and the social media, they're trying to limit the discussion on this to, quote, experts, right? Because they don't want disinformation mm. being spread. And yet, here you go. We have a government spreading disinformation. There are, by definition, no experts on a novel virus. Oh, that's, that's a very good point. <laughs> And so, uh, just just finishing up here with Sununu giving issuing this stay at home order. This is New Hampshire. In New Hampshire, yes, the governor. Uh, That's where New we Hampshire live. Governor Chris Sununu, and they're using and just I'm just looking ahead at the article. They're using the same tactics whenever they want the New Hampshire government 
to accept some to mm-hmm. initiate more tyranny or more big government. They always use these uh, these tactics that we're going to get into. We're going to get about on the other side. Then we're going to be talking about the six key questions about Congress's coronavirus response package, i.e., when are we going to get the checks and for how much? Uh, we have Governor Andrew Cuomo admitting that maybe. The government's response has been a mistake, plus approval rating. All of that and more coming up. 855-453. This is Free Talk Live. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture, one that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. Free Talk Live. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Free Talk Live here, radio where you control the airways. Feel free to call in at 855-453. That's 855-450-3733. In studio here we have... It's Ian. And nobody. And I'm your host, Vincent. And I'm going to finish this article here on New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu issuing a stay-at-home order until early May... Before moving on to the, the real important discussion of the evening is when are we going to get our Trump bucks, our coronavirus stimulus checks, um, plus your uh, plus time for your calls and thoughts. So now, Sununu, so the Sununu, uh, New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu is quoted here as saying, this is not a shelter in place. We are not closing down transportation. We are not closing our borders. And we are not preventing our residents from leaving home, Sununu said during a news conference Thursday at the New Hampshire Fire Academy. Mm-hmm. They're just going to destroy almost all economic activity instead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. Or no, we're going to encourage people. Well, yeah. I mean, I, no, they're te- he's telling people to shut their businesses down unless they're on this essential should, list. Which, and I actually have an article for later today, are, are do gun dealers count as essential businesses? Absolutely. Well, In New Hampshire, I suspect that they will be allowed to continue to operate. Well, hopefully, although the ones who are still allowed to operate, mm-hmm. a lot of them, a lot of gun stores have just run out of not only ammo, but also guns, mm-hmm. too. It's, well, um, the other thing is we are probably essential personnel if we're going out to talk to a uh, a member of our church because Ooh, we're ministers yeah. i hear point. media is also exempt well, plus media also, yeah, should be exempt as well yeah i talked to a reporter exempt. today who said he'd gotten a letter saying he was exempt oh they gave him a letter well then <laughs> yeah oh yeah he has to carry it with him and show it to the police <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they in some have... states you uh, have to show your papers now even see, if you're not so driving if they pull me over i'm not going to answer any questions that's a really good idea. Because this is one of the questions I was I was wondering is, 
can they just pull you over now for any, you know, just to ask you questions? Or do they still have to have a reason, like your license plate light was out? They never have to have a reason to pull you over, I don't think. Generally, they do. Really? Legally. Um, I, of course, th- this I, sort I of know situation- of cases where they've pulled people over um and literally they've they've pulled people over and said oh you're such a good driver or oh, they've pulled them yeah. over and given them something there are those uh, the, yeah like right. a gift card yeah or there something. are certain departments who will like give you a, a free ice cream cone if you've been a good driver and it's totally a fishing expedition to try to like <laughs> yes. you know pull people over for the sake mm-hmm. of like being able to sniff their cars out and things like that in my opinion but yeah that, those things uh, yeah do they're happen. they're with cars like joe biden is with hair i think that they're i think that those are still not legal it's just that they're being nice quote unquote and so nobody you know, complains people aren't complaining there's no lawsuits that uh, that bring that mm-hmm. up but usually when they pull somebody over they usually have to trump up some sort of a reason and, and we know yeah. they lie about the reason so like they'll say that you had a light out on the you know your uh, your license plate holder but you didn't so they lied right. uh and yeah and i guess i guess that's more fair to say is any pretext will do yeah. For pulling you over and you can't fight it. If they say he swerved a little when he was driving, you can't prove you didn't. Right. And the court will say you did. And they can't you also can't prove that your light wasn't out at the time that you got pulled over. Maybe it started working again yeah. as soon as he left the scene. <laughs> I actually beat a case though on that. I have to say in Michigan, um I got a seatbelt ticket. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and was this when, recently? Uh, no, no. This was uh, when I was like 20. Okay. Um, and so I went to court on the seatbelt ticket and I base and I said, um, and, and this was true, that when when before the cop told me that he had pulled me over for a, the first thing I asked him is, why did you pull me over? Um, and. The cop like hesitated, and I in the rear view I saw his partner who was standing by behind the car mm-hmm. point at the license plate. Uh. <laughs> and so I told that that story to the judge, and apparently he believed me. Wow! Uh, because uh, he he uh, found me not guilty. Amazing. And the other thing the other thing was that when the cop passed us, all four of us in the car had put our had put our license or put our seatbelts seat on. Okay. Um, uh, just just to continue on here before we get too off track. Oh, but then I got arrested on the way out of court for contempt because I celebrated too loudly in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> the order permits citizens to exercise outdoors as long as they are in groups of less than 10 and practice social distancing. So no ma- major games of capture of a flag or group Zumba with goats. Businesses that don't meet criteria for essential will have to close. Whatever that's that means. That's not kosher. Including, I don't know what it means, but I, I'm pretty sure my religion forbids it. And I, I got to say, the union leader put essential in, in quotes, quotes, including most retail stores, movie theaters, and businesses offering personal care services such as barbershops, tattoo parlors, and nail salons. Many already have closed, he said. So they, they did, uh, you know, they gave. They, if I was a tattoo artist, I would be closed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no doubt about it. 
They uh, It'd be saved, irresponsible not to be. They saved the uh, state some trouble there. Specifics about which businesses can remain open as essential will be released Friday. So I guess he's mm. waiting for all the lobbyists and uh, <laughs> checks in the mail to clear. We have chosen to align it so closely with the state of Massachusetts. Oh, there my There you have God. it. This is what I was talking about earlier. Anytime, because you know, I, I've been involved in municipal politics up in Hanover and Keene for quite some time. And anytime that the state of New Hampshire, you know, whether it's local, regional, or just state, that they're not doing some whatever tyranny or, or that mm-hmm. p- the, the busybodies want. Most most often the busybodies actually come from Massachusetts or sure. Connecticut around. They say, oh, well, why can't, you know, things in Vermont or Massachusetts or Connecticut are so much better. Why can't we yeah. be like that here? And my question is, well, why did you come here if yeah, things are go so back. great in Massachusetts? Go back. Go back where where the government you love is. Oh, but the taxes are too high. Get away from us because we came here because it's not like that. But wait, what you're saying is <laughs> Sununu is actually modeling this after Massachusetts. Yeah. So I've got That's my I, I've got a sign design we've got to do for the April mm-hmm. uh, for the. Are we still doing April first? Yeah. Okay. For the right. fight for your right to folly. All right. Um, and the uh, and so one, I want to do a sign though. I uh, get it printed with a picture of Sununu and and the caption: "Don't be a masshole." Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, so we have provided a lot of flexibility that you have seen throughout New England. The Massachusetts list of essential services includes critical manufacturing to serve the medical supply chain, truckers, auto repair businesses, pet stores, laundromats, construction sites, and the news media. Among businesses Sununu said would be defined as essential were healthcare providers, pharmacies, grocery stores, gas stations, daycare providers, liquor stores, woohoo, banks and credit unions, and restaurants and bars serving only takeout or delivery items. So essentially it's gonna be the same as things are. See, they are. need to add clergy to that list because you know, if oh, somebody in my congregation dies, I may have to go give last rites. Well, that's, that's one of the other things that's not happening right now is there was an article in the the Boston Globe. I didn't read it in detail but it was an interesting concept uh looking at these hospital restrictions a friend of ours and co- former co-host here on free talk live uh, the tech guy behind the the website michael hampton he's our my longtime it pro um he went to the hospital recently he was diagnosed mm-hmm. with uh with cancer i believe colon cancer and you cannot go and visit people in the hospital at this point so if you mm-hmm. are on your deathbed in the hospital you can't get visitors. You get wow. to die alone. The last people you'll get to see are the nurses that, you know, you've only known for a few weeks or whatever, right? Like, that's it. You don't get to see your grandkids. You don't get to see your kids. You don't get to see your wife. Mm-hmm. You don't get to see anybody at all. You die alone that's, thanks to these restrictions. That's especially bad for Catholics because uh, last rites is a sacrament. So that's, like, incredibly important for a yeah. lot of Catholics. Yeah, you have to have last rites. Well, not anymore, Catholic. apparently. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, if this is, if you want to die without being alone, don't check into a hospital, stay home. My, my, yeah, my, my church just takes a DNA sample to make sure that, you know, they didn't whack some homeless guy and and leave him in your place. Uh, so the, the governor said all government employees are exempt, though municipal administrators <laughs> will have the flexibility to decide which workers are essential. Sununu also announced a closure of all beaches along New Hampshire's coast. Oh, no, the tourist industry! The beaches in New Hampshire are closed! All right, we'll continue talking about this pandemonium on the other side. This is Free Talk Live, 855-453. This is Free Talk Live. Yeah! 
back, everyone. You are listening to Free Talk Live Radio, where you control the airwaves. And you can feel free to call in at 855-450-FREE, F-R-E-E, or uh, otherwise known as 855-450-3733. And before we get to Rick in New York, who wants to talk about ventilators, I want to tell you about Divi. So the next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. There's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with her multi-tiered masternodes, allowing anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new Divi wallet launches, because of Divi's relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at DiviProject.org. That's Divi, D-I-V-I, Project.org. And waiting patiently, we have Rick from New York. Wants to talk, uh, wants to talk about ventilators. Uh, welcome. Thanks for the call. Hello? Yes, yes. You're on the air. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Uh, again, I was watching a show, and they announced that something like 4,000 ventilators had been delivered to New York City hospitals, but they were stored in a warehouse, and they were decrying how these needed to be, you know, immediately in the possession of the hospitals. Does anybody have a brain? Can't they take their ambulances and drive to this warehouse and pick them up and have them in the hospitals in the next hour? Uh, I don't think anyone is... (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, it just seems totally illogical that talk talk shows are delivering this pandemic like, you know, everybody's brain has just frozen up and nobody has the logic to think anymore. And and I'm just curious, do you guys actually believe that this is what's going on? Because I find it hard to believe that there could be 4,000 ventilators in New York City sitting in a warehouse when there's a need for them in a a hospital. Uh, Nobody's done I absolutely can believe it just because with... Because the the sheer number, uh, I mean, the sheer level of incompetence we've seen from not just the federal government, but uh, you know, local, um, and and yeah, I mean, and some people use that. Some people wonder whether or not that just because you see the aloofness of our of our leaders, who you know, they say don't cough into your hands, right? Don't uh, shake hands. And after all these meetings, you see all these people coughing into their hands. You see people shaking each other's hands. And, well, I mean, nobody that- easily shakes off the habits of a lifetime. And as the, the older you get, the harder that gets. I suppose that could be it. But um, uh, anyway, so a- a- anything else you'd like to add, Rick? No, I just find it curious that people, you know, would actually believe what they see on TV all the time. When it comes to this kind of, I I don't believe that there's four thousand ventilators sitting in a warehouse not being delivered. I I just find that ridiculous. I'd say there's like so much red tape though, where if let's say a, a delivery person developed had a conscience and wanted to just deliver, you know, just just take it on on their own time and deliver it, they could lose their jobs. I mean, they could get arrested for that. It's um, 
And it, it's the same thing as like if the UN in giving aid in Africa, where there's plenty of times, you know, there's places where they're starving and there's warehouses of food that the UN has access to. But, and this is, I remember as a story, it was an anecdotal story someone who was an aid worker was telling at like the at school or something and said that uh because of red tape for not allowed to deliver it. so people are starving they need medicine and because of red tape they can't do it they can't deliver mm-hmm. it if that happens in darkest africa uh yeah. i mean you know what do you think we're gonna do and in the u.s the problem there is not even the policy and thanks for the call the the problem there is when i manage people I expect them to break the rules if something unexpected happens, and if they have a rational reason for going against policy, and and it's and they didn't do something completely harebrained, I'm not going to get mad at them. I'm going to say, "Good, you did the right thing." You know, ignore the policy when the policy is wrong. But the culture of all government institutions is that policy is worth killing people for. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it goes into the uh, mindset of just following orders, right? Like, oh, you know, you had a warehouse full of uh, you had a warehouse full of life saving essential uh, equipment and people died and you didn't deliver it. Why not? Oh, no one told me to. Oh, my boss, he said I can't touch any of that. Oh, no. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really sick. Uh, but thank you for the call. Uh, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Or if you want to sound crystal clear. You could join the on-air call-in lines at discord.lrn.fm. So now I'm going to finally finish this uh, story here. New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu uh, is putting, I guess, sort of like a soft total shutdown on the state. You know, we talked about the essential businesses that are staying open. for shutting down the beaches, which, um, which, I mean, you know, it's not not that big of a deal here in New Hampshire. And uh, he... So he uh, was a governor. Uh, Sununu says these are tough decisions. They really are. But at the end of the day, the worst may be ahead of us. At the end of the day, the worst may be ahead of us. Sununu. So said. he may get more tough with his decisions, is what he's saying. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, and you have Trump on the other end saying he hopes that this will be done by Easter Sunday. I have this is from the Sentinel here. I think this is. Um, or if it on Wednesday to the Keen Sentinel on Wednesday, two hundred Democrats from the New Hampshire House of Representatives sent a letter to Sununu asking him to follow the lead of neighboring states, including Vermont and Massachusetts, by ordering residents to stay home and ordering that all non-essential businesses close their doors. So this is being led by the uh, the Democrats here in new hampshire and i mean at least he didn't cave completely he's basically caved completely i mean the only thing that has he hasn't done a shelter in place yeah yeah, Yeah. that's that's where i'm giving him credit that's but that's i mean to give him credit for not going as far as new york new jersey and Mm -hmm. california and illinois ain't really much credit to be given this guy i mean he's basically shut down almost the entire economy of the state of new hampshire Mm -hmm. in a few different orders that he's given over the last week i mean this hasn't lasted longer than two weeks at this point it was last not not this past sunday but the sunday prior to that was the last uh sunday that you could have a business or a restaurant or a bar open so the first uh the first he's put out like 16 different orders in the last week so don't forget there's also the order in place that refuses to allow people to uh you know to be evicted during this uh they they can avoid paying their rent for instance 
Uh, there's just you don't you don't have to do anything basically that you're obligated normally to do. Uh, you can't run your business now. All businesses that aren't so-called essential have to be shut down. And this guy considers himself to be you know a supposed free market Republican or whatever or pro business or whatever. It's well, a that's joke. as close to free markets as Republicans get. Yeah. Well, no, he's he, a joke. They talk he's, about free markets. No, yeah. I mean because there's like Varan, you know, there's like Varan Paul or former Justin Amash or Ted Cruz type. But this you know Sununu. I mean now his his father was Johnson. Sununu. This is, you know, Bushite, mm-hmm. old blue blood, country club Republican. So, I mean, Sununu, by most definitions, is one of the worst kinds of Republicans. He's like a... He's like terrible. A ne- yeah, he's a neocon. Luckily, nobody's going to be opposing him in the upcoming election, and I mean the nobody sitting here in the studio. It's true. Absolutely. And uh, the Democrats are trying to use this to get a you know, score one against Sununu also in very... I think I think we're still having their primary. Uh, and so that and more, we're going to finally get to, will we get our government cheese? Yeah, what's up And your thoughts, 855-453. That's 855 855- Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now, with AnyPay, you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you receive the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then, install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Free Talk Live, where you control the airwaves. You can call in toll-free, 855-453. That's 855-450-3733. Or you could join in on the on-air Discord. Call in lines at discord.lrn.fm. In studio, we have... It's Ian. And nobody... And I'm your host, Vincent, and right now we have Jones, Inc. on the on-air call-in line. Welcome. What's on your mind? Well, uh, this question is directed at Ian. Why exactly did you remove the Fed bat? The Fed what? He's talking about the Discord. He had a Fed badge. Yeah, this the is Discord very petty, bat. Considering we have a global pandemic, but I, I guess you get your answer. Uh, so I don't know why it was created in the first place. And what you're talking about is a um, there's like a user class. The Discord for listeners that don't know is a chat system where people can go and chat with other listeners of Free Talk Live. And there are different sort of user classes on that system. So, for instance, the Free Talk Live amplifiers have their own class. There's a class that's special for female users that changes their color to pink. Uh, and so you had been given this class. I, it was not indicated as to why you'd been given it, why the class was created in the first place. It was called Verified Fed. And I don't find that to be a very helpful thing uh, because uh, we've, we, you know, here in the, the liberty movement in the migration to New Hampshire, it's not uncommon for new people to be, there's people that are paranoid about newbies thinking that they're federal agents. And it really leads to some really unpleasant situations where certain people have been accused of being a Fed and it has kind of made them un, un, you know, completely reasonably unhappy uh, because, you know, the people that they thought were going to be friendly towards them actually ended up being not so friendly. So I don't like the idea of calling someone a Fed. Uh, and so I removed that, that user class. Well, I, I think that was all part of the joke is, is to kind of make fun of those people that are paranoid. Okay, I, I well, yeah, but, have... but people don't get 
you know, when you first join a sarcasm Discord, doesn't work well on the internet. Yeah, it doesn't work well on the internet. Or from if text somebody, especially, yeah, if somebody joins the internet or the uh, the Discord server and then they see you in there because you had been given this uh, this particular user class and it makes your color of your name different. Well, it than implies the rest. to some people that if we thought you were a Fed, we'd leave you on the server. Which, oh, that's a I, good point. I certainly wouldn't be in favor of that well i would not ban any any feds from the server everyone is welcome on the discord server uh people who act toxic get put in the toxic room and i think that you should always presume that you're being infiltrated by federal agents so you know labeling them i don't think should make people feel safe or Mm -hmm. not safe or whatever uh, but you know, if you're a brand new user and you join a server and somebody is in there who's labeled as a verified Fed, that could either freak them out or it could, you know, uh, confuse them as to you know what this is all about. And it's not necessarily funny. It's not really a joke. Maybe you thought it was, but uh, it kind of it can it, it's very miscommunicative. It does not necessarily accurately communicate what the original reasons were for that. And as the administrator of the server, I didn't even know because whoever made that user class didn't explain it. Were you calling about anything important tonight? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree there. But I do have news from what I've heard is from sources that the state of Illinois is going to be on 100% full lockdown starting Saturday at 5. What is that going to mean? What is it right now? As are you opposed in, to 99% lockdown? Are you in Illinois right now? And what is it now? And yeah, what is going to change? I am. So so right now we can do it's it's quote unquote essential businesses, which is full of it because mm-hmm. it, I mean, Menards is a essential business. What's but that? What's as Menards? of Saturday, Menards, it, yeah. it's like a Midwest um, hardware store. Okay. But as of, from what I've heard, from what people have said in very credible sources, they said Saturday at five, that everything will be shut. Like you can't leave your house, like nothing. You're locked down. Well, you've already got the mayor of Chicago who's saying you can't even leave for exercise uh, at this point. You can go out and get some fresh air, like maybe in your front yard, but that's about as well, far as they're going to let it on go. On the bright side, we'll probably have record low murders in Chicago while this uh, lockdown. Yeah, the virus You'll is actually more. saving lives in Chicago. I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't think yeah. so. People are going to go crazy inside. In fact, if it's well, not murders, it'll be suicides. I've got stories tonight about uh, the suicide rate going up, or at least uh, calls to suicide hotlines are shooting through the roof, and uh, there are people who are killing themselves, throwing themselves off of buildings, or killing themselves in other ways simply because they are alone uh they cannot interact with other people and that is very inhumane to cut people off from people. well as a clergyman let me say if you're in that spot feel free to uh hit me up on on facebook hit up the church of the invisible hand you know i'll find somebody to talk to you or i'll talk to you anything else you'd like to add jones inc well i i say if they do that which is probably going to happen it's from a credible source i will be practicing civil disobedience and i will be um marching around with a trump flag just to make people mad (laughs) all right right, that sounds like a plan look forward to seeing the pictures thank you for the call there uh 855-453 or 855-450-3733 it's a false flag or you could join in on the um on air call in lines on the discord so now here we go the, the the main about all of that was just an aperitif. Here is the main course: CNN answering six the most trusted name in fake news, answering six key questions about Congress's coronavirus response package. This was hmm. published March twenty sixth today. 
Uh, Congress is gearing up to vote on its largest emergency aid package in U.S. history in order to respond to a coronavirus outbreak and its economic fallout. But the legislation has raised plenty of questions as lawmakers race to nail down specific language. Here are at least a few answers based on CNN's reporting. How and when do I get my check? President Donald Trump and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin have targeted April 6. Tax experts... Where's my money? And lawmakers working on this are very skeptical of that date. I'm also skeptical of that date. I mean, this is the government we're talking about here. They don't move fast on anything. Except killing people. Well, They're pe- really good at that. People are de- that, although people well, yeah. are demanding these changes. Ever since that they even floated the idea, right? Even the people who absolutely despise Trump and don't trust him, you know, like CNN, for like, where's our checks? Where's our checks? You know, whenever it comes down to money, then they love the government. Yeah. There's no question they See, want. I, I don't file taxes, so ain't going to happen for me. Yeah, I'm not expecting to receive one, and I don't think I would do anything with it if I did. Oh, I I would. I'd give it to Roach and tell him to buy some ammunition and put it away. <laughs> I don't think you can sign over checks um, in most cases. To most most banks won't take won't uh, allow you. to Yeah, do that. I'd have to deposit it and pull the yeah. money out. There's no question they want and need to turn this around. A G real real mature reporting ASAP. There are also different ways it could be done through direct deposit, which would be the quickest delivery mechanism, through mailing a paper check, or even according to some people involved in the discussions, through mailing preloaded debit cards but the reality is there isn't a firm answer yet in other words treasury has a lot of work ahead of it if if there is help for small businesses and is there well, they help? haven't even they haven't finished the deal yet right like it's on the table i think the senate voted for it 96 mm-hmm. to 0 or something like mm-hmm. that but it's supposed to be on trump's desk tomorrow they, I, I believe it has to go back i believe it might be going back to the house now oh really uh that's so, what yeah, I this may not be out. done this week then oh no uh, so we're asking, is there help for small businesses in the Senate stimulus package? There's a lot of focus on the individual checks. But... Yeah, here's how you help small businesses. Let them go back to work. That's how you help small businesses. Oh, yeah, right. Just, just give what good is it of... going to do if they get a check and they can't go and serve their customers? Wow, whoopee. You can pay rent for another you know, month. And yet, and still, uh, you had to fire getting, all your employees. Yeah, yeah, not getting any income either. I mean, this is just to get I mean, my my view of it is just to get people used to getting handouts and being on the dole. Because at one point in time in this country, people, some people were too. I guess they call it too proud. I I call it having self respect in order to accept a handout, right? Because you know, there's there used to be a good you know ethic of work and such. Yeah, I would qualify people. for food stamps. I don't take them. And uh, I remember for during I think it was the Obama era, there was uh, some one of his uh, one of his acolytes was bragging about breaking the back of Mountain Pride because in like mountain areas where like coal mine, like West Virginia, you know, Appalachian areas, they finally got the citizens there to accept government assistance. And I mean, they literally described it, breaking the back of mountain pride. So, I mean, it's great wow. to have, you know, the, the whole meme of having, you know, Trump bucks or Yang bucks and, you know, universal basic income. Uh, it's all funny and all. And I mean, who doesn't like getting, you know, literally free money? I but- like the UBI idea if it was implemented as, for example, a cryptocurrency, and then you don't have to use the currency if you don't want to. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's like a slippery slope if there's anything. Uh, but what do you think? 855-453-855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Free Talk Live, radio that you can control by calling in at 
That's 855-450-3733. Or you could join in on the on-air call-in lines on discord.lrn.fm. Sound crystal clear. And we'll be going to the phones in just a moment where Patrick from Texas wants to talk about the $2 trillion stimulus package. But first, I want to tell you about Intercoin. Have you heard of Intercoin? You heard of Intercoin? It's a cool name, I have to say. Intercoin is working to make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. If you miss your opportunity to get in on Bitcoin from the start, then here is your chance to join what might be the next revolution in money. Check out intercoin.org. That's I-N-T-E-R-C-O-I-N dot O-R-G. And if you like what you see, pick up some of these coins for yourself. Just as the internet is a global network that connects local networks, Intercoin is a global currency platform that enables communities around the world to issue and manage their own currency so they may circulate it among their local population. Intercoin enables fine tech innovation on the local community level leading to stronger communities greater sustainability less poverty and more productivity check out intercoin.org our listeners must know that free talk live received forty thousand dollars worth of inter- of tokens by intercoin inc for advertising uh, and so um, now we go to patrick who's been waiting patiently when we talk about the two trillion dollar stimulus package uh welcome thank you for the call Instead of this $2 trillion money printing orgy that the president wants the Federal Reserve to have, can't we just get uh, the the deal maker in chief to go to GoFundMe and have them waive their $5 fee and we could just have a series of GoFundMe to help the American people instead of printing a bunch of money that's going to help the big corporations? That's a good point, but I mean, how do you have a GoFundMe to help everybody? Yeah, that, that's... well, I mean, one well, way you could do it would be uh... using Intercoin, start a community <laughs> sure. coin, but Intercoin and has put an MBI yet. on it. Intercoin is in oh, the okay. development well, yeah, stage. Oh, yeah, it's still in the development stage, but uh, you could work up the software for it pretty easy. Uh, sorry, huh? Why does everybody need a check? I don't need a check. Why does everybody need a check from the government? It's a big handout in order to get people hooked on government welfare. And to buy votes. It's going to deflate the value of the currency. Of course, it, well, it'll it, inflate. Uh, and, and also to prevent people from rioting because, you know, a lot of it is a payoff not to riot because you can't expect people to sit home and quietly starve to death. Nobody's going to do well, that. Nobody's not going to do that. That's why we can have a GoFundMe. And then it wouldn't deflate the currency supply. That's just an idea. I mean, yeah, I, would give I mean, a it's a nice idea, but go- government doesn't work on a voluntary basis. I mean, they have yeah. the printing press, and they're going to use it. In fact, here's a uh, the piece question: from- Is if you can do that anyway, why involve government in the first place? Well, right. We don't uh, need government at all. Uh, unfortunately, they're there, and they're they've got control of the printing press. And they, you know, when you have that kind of power and you are a power seeker, you're going to abuse it. And that's what they're going to do. In fact, as the AP points out here in their story about the two point two trillion dollar package, the uh, that price tag is half the size of the four trillion dollar federal budget. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about a huge amount of money. And, you know, the only reason they're doing it is because people just cannot keep their hands away from their face. That's the only reason why this coronavirus is spreading. Well, I don't know if that's true. From what I understand, it's also it's airborne. 
uh, it, or it can be airborne. So, well, well they can't keep six feet away, and they can't keep their hands away from their face. I just drove across hmm. the country, and everywhere I go, people are still putting their hands on their face. And they're touching okay. everything. Uh, yeah. disgusting. But, well, people will continue to be human and they will continue to be drawn to those habits that they've had since they yeah. since they were children. I mean, uh, Darwin did the best he could with what he had. Well, if I got something in my eye, I'm going to put my finger there to get rid of it. Well, and you can, you know, it's, it's why Trump wash called your hands it. Before you put them to your face, huh? please, people, wash your hands before you put them to your face. Okay. Yeah, but well, you I mean, but we don't have ac- one doesn't have access to either like sanitizer or a sink and you know soap twenty four seven. I mean, you one can be as careful as possible. If you put your mind to it, you put your okay. mind to it. You can. Well, thanks for that. How about I just not worry oh. about it? <laughs> I'm just not going to worry about it because I don't care. Well, you should care. Why? Because it kills people. So does the flu, and I don't care about that either. I don't get vaccines for the flu. I don't go out of my way to do anything differently about the flu. I figure if I'm going to catch it, I'll either live through it or I won't. I've never had a flu shot. I've never gotten a flu. Yeah, why should I treat this any differently, sir? Because uh, it spreads differently. It's not a does flu. It? It's a virus. And I'm not saying that The you, flu is also uh, a virus. Yeah, as I understand it, coronavirus is in the same category as colds and flu. Yes. It's different than the flu. Well, yeah, how, it's so, COVID nineteen. How, how, how so? Not, what, what's your understanding well, no, of it? the flu? What's is your not understanding one of it of the, being uh, different? Coronavirus. What is, uh, sir, uh, Mr. Patrick? What is your uh, view of it being? How, how is it different according to you? Okay, it gives you a dry cough, uh-huh. and if people are reporting that it feels like they have uh, uh, hot ice picks in their lungs. Well, I mean, the bottom line is there's all kinds of nasty diseases out there in the world that I could catch. And but I'm not going to just live my life at home and in in terror of that. I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to adventure out into the world and and deal with it. A two trillion dollar stimulus for the flu. Why are they doing all this big uh why are they doing all this money spending for if it's just a little dinky flu virus or a like, Because it flu. is a little dinky virus and they're blowing it way out of proportion. They've got people freaked out. They've destroyed the economy and now they're going to try to get political points by handing out checks right before an election. That's why they're doing it. All right, I'll give you the last word here, Patrick. Wash your hands and keep them right in your face, please. Okay. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Okay, well, I've thank you for the call. Before. And, I mean, it's funny. He asked why they're doing you know, Why are they passing this package, right? If it's, oh, if it's just as we say. I agree with him flu. that they I, shouldn't have this bailout. I agree with him there as far as, like, money printing. Bad idea. But they're gonna. And, I mean, I'm thinking this is the perfect example of the Hegelian dialect. You have a problem. You have a reaction. The solution, right? You have this pro. The problem is, is that this, you know, this this flu virus is wor- or not not this flu, you know, COVID nineteen is nastier than you know whatever normal viruses we all have to deal with, right? Maybe. The government, you know, they hype up this panic, saying, oh, you know, we're gonna have all these all these death, ten percent of people who get in Italy die, and all this disinfo we went Fake over, info, or, yeah. yeah, we went over earlier. Then you have a reaction; people lose their minds for demanding that the economy shut down, for demanding we all get quarantined for eighteen months, and then oh, the government suddenly has the solution. Oh, well, we have to pass this. Uh, 
$2 trillion, so to fit $2 trillion stimulus package to fix a problem that they started themselves and it's not by fix shutting it. Well, no, no, that's not the point, right? Yeah. It's to, quote, fix it, right? It's for a solution to a problem that they created themselves by saying, well, we have to quarantine, you know, ma- yeah. mandatory quarantine. And so this is fitting in, right? Because it's not the two, the two trillion isn't just going to go and fix the economic fallout that they caused, right? It's going to Planned Parenthood, or at least the, the, the Democrat bill that, they, that I, I saw, it's going to go to Planned Parenthood. It's going to go to, uh, was it buying uh, stakes in airlines, right? So then they could push for a Green New Deal agenda, have emission standards. This is, it's just a total, and that's just the economic side of it. It's a total economic and political takeover that you're very using this virus as a backdoor. It's absolutely insidious. Yep, it totally is, and it is still isn't even done yet. The bill would provide a one-time direct payments to Americans of $1,200 per adult, making up to $75,000 a year, and $2,400 to a married couple, making up to $150,000, so the same amount, uh, with $500 payments per child. That's as it currently stands. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, if it is determined that the Chinese created this this uh this virus or that somebody else created it and and planted it in in china then i would definitely say that like everybody in the world should should sue the chinese communist party for damages how you wouldn't have standing uh, sue them in the world court. Sure, you have to. Sure, you have standing. There are some. If they created, if they created this virus, then absolutely, you would have standing in the world court. I did see some articles where people are talking about holding China accountable. I know that, that Senator, would be a crime against humanity. I would say Senator Tom Cotton is talking about uh, holding China accountable. Uh, some of you know, some of the Republicans, or I guess like maybe even even the non hawkish ones are talking about it. Uh, but the Chinese, or at least the the, the Chai Coms, you know, the um, the government, they're accusing the United States of creating the virus. So it's not a right. Yeah. It's, the media says, "Oh, if you say that this is a bio, it could be a bio weapon. You're a conspiracy theorist. You're spreading disinfo." And yet you have, you know, the Chinese saying that this is engineered. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think anyone from the, gov- well, obviously the government. I mean, I study the government, so yes, I'm a conspiracy theorist because the, the government is a giant conspiracy to commit extortion. That's a very good point. Uh, <laughs> so eight fifty five four fifty three eight five five four five zero three seven three three. We'll on the other side. We'll talk about public approval during this crisis. This is Free Talk Live. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com Free Talk Live Alright, welcome back everyone to Free Talk Live and we're continuing this corona coverage although I'm trying to, we're trying to branch out and not just focus on the fear mongering, not spread all these negative vibrations over the air, uh, trying to keep it positive here. We have to spread vibrations over the air. That's how radio works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, but, but I'm not saying positive vibrations, though. So uh, in studio we have... It's Ian. 
and nobody. And I'm your host, Vincent. And uh, you could join in on the broadcast by calling in to 855-453 or 855-450-3733 or join in on the on Can you say free? Free. 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 Okay, it sounds like you say three. Yeah, okay, okay. okay, (laughs) <laughs> so my whole life I've been or, or hold on wait or you could join in on the on air uh, Discord <laughs> call in lines at discord.lrn.fm. So my whole life you know I'm for those of you unaware I'm uh, you know I'm Canadian You're a frog and uh, all right that's uh, muting uh, <laughs> mic number two here Ian shut up except that's um, his mic though <laughs> so um, thanks bro <laughs> so oh, that's right yeah you Americans you do it uh, counterclockwise right oh very intuitive like the imperial system I don't uh, do so it quite have, counterclockwise I don't even know how that would work the uh, the, the mics are labeled oh counterclockwise, that yeah. that oh, okay I thought you were something uh, stretching it else. it's stretching it to call a uh, rectangular desk a clock. No, I'm saying uh, it's clockwise in terms of yeah. That's not the point. Yeah. The point is, is that <laughs> my whole life I would pronounce the number three as free, like F R E E, and I recently got over that. Yep. But now I'm overcompensating. So when it's supposed to be free, I'm saying free, just because like my whole life people kept yeah. saying. Oh, Although my mother, who's listening, hi mom. Um, well, you're gonna get a say, lot of practice on this show. She would say tree. Uh-huh. So the number three. I see. So it, I, I think it's like an over. Wow. Anyway, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, so I want to oh, talk tree. about the. So here we go. The coronavirus response. Speaking of trees, the coronavirus response. Hospitals rated best, and you won't guess who's rated worst. This is from a Gallup poll. This is taken. Hold on. So this is a, US, a Gallup poll of Americans asking who's handling this the best. Is there, there, yes, this is their approval rating or disapproval okay. rating of how it's been handled. So, so they were given different categories: hospitals, other things. Yes. How are they doing, basically? Yes. So okay. hospitals rated at the top with eighty-eight percent approval, ten percent disapproval. After that, you have with high approval rating. Believe it or not, ch- your children's school or daycare. 83% approval rating, state government, 82 yeah. Well, most of the schools are completely closed. Because of the state government. <laughs> well, so, yeah, that's, that's the best that's education they've oh, yeah. ever given. Right. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're still trying to do classes. They're still doing online classes, oh, yeah. from what I understand. Yeah. So the kids Total are still joke. having to show up to this crap. Or homeschooling. But the thing is, that means their parents are going to see the lessons, and that's going to have a serious chilling effect on the propaganda, I think. True, oh, yeah, because yeah. the parents are probably home. So, yeah, they may yeah. be more likely to see it oh yeah and i i heard that uh, some professors like the gender studies and the basket weaving and like you know the, the real like toxic insane ones they're not liking the fact that they have to have their they have to make public their lectures because people are going to realize just that they're advocating communism advocating class warfare genocide sex warfare. oh yeah a- absolutely there's it's, a lot um, of women's prof- studies out there say professors out there saying kill all the white people even white ones <laughs> which um, you know, you, they shouldn't work? have psychotic teachers. That's a bad plan. And, and they say we're a death cult uh, for the April 1st um, protests. At, uh, Do they I guess say we're a death cult? Well, that's the joke. well, yeah, some of these uh, anti-freedom libertarians uh, who, ex- I guess, exist. You have you, know, you have libertarian fascists, so you might as well have anti-freedom mm-hmm. libertarians who are saying that because— I thought we were an anti-cowardice cult. As, as soon as— it was announced that y'all were at least tentatively announced. I mean, I, I don't know what, what the status of it is because a lot of things could change between now and April 1st. But the uh, protest in Concord over this uh, just the total tyranny that's being enacted because of a pandemic of the fear, the pandemic of fear, the pandemonium, the pandemic of pandemonium regarding this virus. You have some so-called libertarians saying, Pand- oh, you know, uh, hope- pandemic of panic. Pandemic of panic. Looking for. Uh, they say, oh, you know, those, <laughs> hopefully all those free keeners, you know, die and, you know, get the virus and kill each other. And, and it's just because 
as soon as there's a pan, as soon as there's a panic, and as soon as I mean, someone two, in a white lab coat, if two percent of the free keeners died, we might not notice. I mean, because there aren't that many. There of aren't a hundred of us. <laughs> yeah. There aren't like a, fifty of us. That'd be a fraction of a person if two percent. <laughs> so, exactly. I mean, it, but it, but it's all integers. You can't have half a person die. <laughs> That's a good point. So here we have eighty percent approval. You could die a little inside. Go, it's already happened. Uh, government. Yeah. Oh God. Every yeah. day, die inside a bit. Every day. Well, that's what college. Uh, government health agencies such as the CDC or National Institute of Health, eighty percent approval, seventeen percent disapproval, eighty uh, percent approving of the CDC. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, see, people just buy into all this crap. But it gets interesting here. So now this is where you get to lower numbers. So all of those. So more than half of the numbers on here are um are uh in the eighties, right? So now the first number, the first uh. uh entity on here that doesn't have an 80 per, uh, that has an approval rating of below 80 percent is vice president mike pence who donald trump has you know put ahead of the head of his uh, coronavirus task force well, what's his percent 61 percent approval well now we're getting political president right? trump has 60 percent approval yeah. which is like his highest that's ever. amazing yeah that Con- is that is a really high approval rating for a for, for a president, president. Congress has 59% approval. Oh, my, oh God, my God. That's gone way up. But you won't guess who has the lowest approval rating at 44% the news media. Interesting. Oh. And it has a 55% disapproval rating. And mm-hmm. I don't I mean I, I don't blame them because the media has been the absolute worst about this. As I said, if mm-hmm. it bleeds, it leads. So I understand to yeah. that. Uh, I understand that point, but just but like the it's beyond that. It's beyond that. I think it's about agenda because if the media plays up how bad it's going to be and then it's a nothing burger, then the government looks great. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You yeah. know? And then that by having martial law and isolating people and this forced stay at home, people are going to think that that works, yeah. right? And then, you know, we're going to do that for if there's a terrorist attack or we're going to do yeah. that if there's a hurricane. And then they're just going to say, hey, you know, we're saving so many lives by having people never leave our house. Why don't we just make this permanent? Yeah. And of course, we decades. don't know because that's what Bastiat calls what is unseen. You know, every everybody, every policy has, uh, you know, observed effects. But then it also has the effects of the things that don't happen and the things you don't see oh, as a ab- result. Absolutely. And so now here, this next article I have. Have you read Bastiat? No, no, never. Oh, he he rocks. Bastiat. Uh, definitely you want to read uh, The Law by Bastiat. It's short. short. Oh, okay, all right. Good to know. Yeah. All right, yeah, I'll keep that up because I have, a lot of, you know, I have a lot of stuff on the reading list here. So one of the most militant um, g- governors... Uh, at least as but, but I've noticed is Governor Andrew Cuomo, who just last week was demanding that Trump deploy the army in New York to help out. Uh, New York is overtaking the uh, California and Washington state as being the, what they call the epicenter of coronavirus. So now here we go. This is from Breitbart.com. All hotbeds of liberalism, which is yeah. kind of hilarious. Well, and also the big cities, too, though, the big international cities. Yeah, and New York yeah. is uh, is the 50th least free state. It's the worst of all the, the bad. Uh, it's even less free than California and by a large margin. And to be fair, they're also all sanctuary cities. 
Oh yes, yeah, um, and so and, and we have and we're run by just absolutely just just total scumbags. Now, you know, obviously, many people listening would say, "Oh, well, most politicians are scumbags." Yeah, and I know, but in the case of New York, it's even worse. You have people like Bloomberg. You have people like here you go, Andrew Trump. Cuomo, who Andrew Cuomo, who said mm-hmm. that uh, I, I think Hillary it was, Clinton. Hillary is Co- oh yeah, also from New York. New York. That's a good she's point. not from New York, but she lives in New York. And, uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is. Uh, I don't know if she's from New York, but she, she, she's she's from New York. She she's is, from like White Plains. She's from upstate New York and pretends to be from the Bronx. Oh, na- oh, naturally, yeah. He's, yeah. Anyway, so. White, White Plains is like a hoity-toity kind of community. So we have Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York saying, now he's saying, quarantining everyone, quote, probably not the best public health strategy. So he's doing a 180 there. You think? <laughs> New York, uh, this was published today, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said Thursday that quarantining everyone together in New York City is probably not the best public health strategy in a fight against the spread of a Wuhan coronavirus. And the spread of people killing each other. Can you imagine, you know, 13 million New Yorkers all suffering from cabin fever at the same time? It's going to be a bloodbath. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so, although I think he uh, maybe he had a good point. Why is he saying that, though? Yeah, no, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that, get to that and more. Uh, I actually have some First Amendment news, very troubling First Amendment news. Uh, Private sectors, heartening response to COVID. All of that and more coming up. And your calls at 855-453. Also, Sununu's order is out. I have it. Oh, awesome. We'll read that on the other side coming up. This is Free Talk Live. All right. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Free Talk Live. And if you'd like to join in on the on the program, you can feel free to do so by calling 855-453. That's 855-450-3733. Or join in on the on-air call-in lines on the Discord at discord.lrn.fm. We're going to uh, get into the reasoning as to why New, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is... Uh, maybe starting to admit that maybe they done goofed with a whole, you know, quarantining uh, millions of people on the island in the city. Uh, then we're going to go to uh, Minister Freeman says he has the text of the uh, order from New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu. Uh, but first, I want to tell you all about ForkFest 2020. Uh, so ForkFest 2020, you could join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 29th until July 5th for ForkFest 2020 at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest happens the week after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and ForkFest is decentralized, which means no one is in charge. That also means there's no ticket costs. Just reserve your camping, RV site, or mobile, excuse me, motel room with Rogers Campground for June 29th until July 5th. Where better to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire? You could simply relax and go camping with other liberty lovers, or you could create whatever experience or event you'd like others to have. If you're planning an event for ForkFest, be sure to let others know in advance. You could connect with other ForkFesters via the unofficial Telegram chat or the ForkFest forum. Links to those are on the unofficial website, ForkFest.party. That is ForkFest.party. And so now before, uh, let's see. Right, so what's this guy saying, this Cuomo? Cuomo, yeah. And I, I just want to remind, so now Cuomo is a, he's a Democrat and he. He's an arch authoritarian is what he oh, is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And I think he may, might have done a, a favor, right, to some of the, some of the liberty lovers the, uh, in his state. Because when he got in, he said, 
uh, and I remember is he recent. So he told in 2014 when he was elected, he told conservative Republicans, specifically anyone who is pro traditional marriage, pro life, or pro gun, that they quote have no place in the state of New York. Yet they still stay. These libertarians in New York still stick it out out there. I mean, what's it oh, going to take? Man. See, maybe what? he knew. He was warning them. He, maybe he's a secret libertarian. Yeah. He's trying to get all the liberals and you know a statist to die in New York, right? So he's quarantining it. And he, he tried to warn all the people ahead of time. Yeah, no. Yeah. If no. you so don't, that's want- outlandish even for me. If you don't want to be at war, get out of the war zone. Yeah, move we're, we're to creating hours a east. peace zone. We need <laughs> we need you. Come You're, fight for peace. You've already got the crappy weather. Just move a little bit east. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, and, and you know, better, uh, you know, less pollution, too. It's anyway. So I'm just going to everything's better in New Hampshire. New Hampshire's like number one or number two, depending on which uh, list of the freest states that you look at. New York is number 50 on every list. Yeah. So uh, Cuomo says, quote, what we did was we close everything down. That was our public health strategy. Just close everything. Cuomo recalled. He admitted during his daily press conference that he might have done. Is he talking about last week? Or is he talking about some other time? No, he's talking about last week. Okay. Currently, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds like he's reflecting yeah, on something a long time ago. Well, you, you know. You're people, still closed down, well, buddy. He's, he's, he, the, the reason is because he's, he's writing the thing to try and distance himself mm-hmm. from his, his responsibility in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And just so he's few... talking about it like, oh, yes, mistakes were made. Uh, but we we're past that them. now. <laughs> and, and just a few days ago, he was saying that he was trying to use a, the most disgusting appeal to emotion, saying that, oh, my grandmother my mother you know your grandmother they all have a right to live and uh you know trying to trying to guilt people into um you know just just accepting his rule it's absolutely disgusting uh he admitted during his daily press conference that he might have done things differently quote if you rethought that or had time to analyze that public health strategy i don't know that you would say quote quarantine everyone he said i don't even know what was the best public health policy he suggested that younger people quarantined with the elderly might have spread the virus more quickly and he says you think young people then quarantined with old people was probably not the best public health strategy oh he said. god no because you gotta figure they'd be avoiding them like the plague if they weren't oh so to speak well, well, i guess it's too soon for that um but they they would be avoiding the old people like the plague no if they didn't get quarantined because of the plague and give them the plague exactly <laughs> that's He's, crazy continues because the younger people could have been exposing the older people with an infection and i've heard one uh one solution that would have been better instead of quarantining everyone was just having the people who were more at risk to quarantine themselves right and so they're the ones who has a sanitizer and all the people who yeah. It's a voluntary quarantine. Exactly. Yeah. There should be quarantine islands for, for people who are real scared that they could go to in such a crisis and be only with other germaphobes who are willing to fo- follow all the rules. <laughs> but you can't make you can't grind society to the halt because you're scared. Uh, currently, there have been 385 deaths from the coronavirus in New York City. Cuomo said that going forward, he would work on a, quote, smarter strategy, possibly allowing younger people and people who have recovered from the virus to go back to work. He noted that both the state of New York and the federal government were both trying to decide how to get people back to work in a way that did not (laughs) threaten lives or risk outbreaks in the rest of the country. We have to do both, he says. Just flip all your burgers at home. (laughs) Or repeatedly wash your own clothes. (laughs) 
So, Minister Freeman, you said you have a New Hampshire governor, so a FEMA region. Actually, it was or FEMA region one. I think New York is in the same FEMA region. I'm unsure. You said you have the text of his uh, decree. Yeah, the order is finally out. We discussed it earlier briefly uh, that the state of New Hampshire is finally going on a stay-at-home order. Although the governor was very careful to say that he is not putting the entire state on a uh, so-called shelter in place, which would be you can't even leave your house, basically. So there are some provisions that do allow people to leave in this case. I'm skipping past the entire two pages where it's like, whereas the CDC reports that blah, blah, blah. There's like two pages of these whereases. So skipping past all that. Uh, getting to the actual With many asses of great weight. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> getting to the actual order. Do they turn into a donkey for a whereas? Uh, number one, the ex- identified mm. services in Exhibit A are defined as essential Werewolf. services. So there, there's a whole there other a- exhibit attached to this that goes pages and pages listing the ex- essential services that are exempted from this order. Uh, two, all businesses and other organizations who don't provide essential services shall close their physical workspaces and facilities to workers, customers, and the public and cease all in-person operations as of 11.59 p.m. tomorrow, so March 27th, uh, the end of the day, and shall not reopen until May 4th, 2020. All businesses or other organizations providing essential services shall develop strategies, procedures, and practices for allowing social distancing protocols consistent with guidance by the CDC. Now, here's the part about the individual uh, and where they're free to go in this case. Beginning at 11.59 p.m. on March 27th, New Hampshire citizens shall stay home Stay at home or in their place of residence with the following exceptions. Now, there's quite a few of these. A, leaving home to get fresh air or exercise, providing that social distancing protocols are uh, consistent with guidance from the Division of Public Health are observed. So they're saying you can leave to go get exercise. They're not limiting the amount of, uh, of exercise. They just want you to stay away from people while you do it. B, leaving home for outdoor recreation, provided that appropriate social distancing is observed, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, none of this is a struggle for me. Such recreation complies with any limitations contained within executive orders. Leaving home to run essential errands, such as going to the grocery store, pharmacy, laundromat, or fulfilling any other errands an individual determines to be essential for everyday needs. That's a pretty big... Uh, loophole right there. Oh, yeah, and we're going to th- break... I think they're making fun of me describing my ordinary life. We'll break that down <laughs> coming right up. This is Free Talk Live. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com You control the airwaves. There is still time to call in at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Or you could go onto the on-air call-in lines at discord.lrn.fm. In studio, we have... Tian. And nobody. And I'm your host, Vincent. And right before we, before we get to the calls on hold, let's have... Um, 
Minister Freeman finished reading the text of the uh, king, or not, not king, he doesn't deserve that. His Governor Excellency. Sununu, his Excellency. Oh, they, they do call him that. Uh, Says Chris, right there at the top of the order. Oh, perfect. Uh, Chris Sununu. I mean, the fact that this, this is, you know, is, is, dude, it's 2020 has, and you're so calling him Ian titles. Has Ian become the Minister of Information or something? Well, this is a, uh, why? Uh, well, this is why? A, okay, excuse, huh? This is a very, uh, okay, He Pope, keeps calling you Minister Freeman. Excuse me, Pope nobody. This is a, it's a very, <laughs> well, I am a minister. It's an ecu- so it's we not, have a very yeah. ecumenical cast tonight, right? We have Pope Nobody. We have Minister Freeman. Yeah. And I, I, I'll give myself time. Saint Vincent, right? I'm Although part of technically, the I'm uh, my papal name is Pope Indigent the First. Oh, excuse me, Pope of Indigent, the, uh, Church <laughs> of the Invisible Hand. Um, and I just before we continue with uh, before Ian continues here, uh, I just want to say that it says May fifth, right? Or excuse me, May fourth. It says May fourth is the, the end expiration yeah, for the, 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 the stay at home order. The quote expiration. Uh, which they, it's always subject to change. Even the article we were talking about is subject to change. I just want to say, uh, Keg Sand College, excuse me, Keene State College for you know slip there. Keen, I go to Keene State, and they were originally going to have campus be closed until mid-April, right? Uh-huh. And they didn't even wait a week until they said, nope, campus is closed for not just this semester, most likely for campus, I mean, they're still mm-hmm. most likely for summer semester, all the way into the fall, they're still having, like, online classes, but mm-hmm. I can't do my WKNH terrestrial show anymore because the student center's closed. So they didn't even wait a week before they said, oh, we gotta shut down everything. Yeah, because one person got sick. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, because I think the first person allegedly died, in, or and I don't say allegedly. I mean, died from the corona. They say there's one person who died so far in New Hampshire, which is a tragedy. But to shut down the state and enact tyranny, that is a overreaction does not even begin to describe yeah. what it is but yeah so okay, well and if you want to see how bad overreaction can get go check out some video of what went on in china um and and oh, yeah. then reflect on we've got about five degrees of civilization on them maybe you know, our government is not our government does all the things in other countries that their government doesn't does mm-hmm. and, and our, our government does unofficially and off the books all the things that their government does. Or they just call it by a different name. Uh, yeah. So so, you know, it's only our our government is only a two party state is only one party better than a one party state. That's a very good way to put it. <laughs> So this stay-at-home order, it's probably not going to change very much for most people because most businesses have already restricted their employees to working at home. Um, just they're taking these, uh, they're taking these measures to protect their their employees from this. Even though, again, I think it's way overblown. But if it's their choice to do it, then that's fine. Uh, and so they're talking about the things that individuals can do. So again, they're restricting all businesses who aren't doing essential services. To uh, you know, to stay home and don't open up to the public. Then, as far as what individuals can do, you can leave to get fresh air, or exercise, but you have to follow the so-called social distancing rules. You can do outdoor recreation. You can leave home to run essential errands like grocery store, pharmacy, laundromat visits, or fulfilling any other errands an individual determines to be essential for everyday needs. So that's like, and, and it would be interesting. I'm curious to see if other orders have that line in it because. I I was going to I was guessing this was just going to be boilerplate it was going to be the same thing as every other state but I wonder if that's in other states does Massachusetts order have the same wording does New York's order have the same wording because to me that's a pretty big 
open-ended statement like the individual can determine is what it says what their everyday essential uh you know whatever errands they need to run d leaving a home to visit spouse parent or child to provide care for another person uh to go to the gas station i'm these are several different ones uh to order and pick up take out food receiving deliveries from amazon ups fedex postal service or other deliveries I, leaving home to receive essential medical care or essential medical services, leaving home for purposes of an individual's employment if the individual is employed at a business or organization that provides essential services or a business or organization to whom this order does not apply, pursuant to Section 5 to 7. And then finally, K, leaving home for purposes of employment in cases where an individual is working remotely for a business that does not provide essential services. So that's kind of a confusing one. So apparently you can leave your house to go to work at a business that's supposed to be closed if you're working remotely for that business. So if you have like a call center for the business that's supposed to be closed, you can go work. Anyway, the order also doesn't apply to... That's actually an excellent loophole. It doesn't apply to government schools. Uh, It doesn't apply to state government or county governments or legislative bodies or the judicial branch or the general court. Uh, and it does not. Number seven, the order shall not apply to any church, synagogue, mosque, or other house of worship, provided those organizations still comply with the previous order, which limited to only 10 people. So actually what I proposed would be on the, on the table. And what did you propose? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I actually proposed reopening the area that we used to use as a gathering, gathering space in Keene for mm-hmm. the church. Um, because I'm more concerned about people killing themselves than I am about people catching this virus at, at this point. People have to have some place where they can go once in a while and unload on person, because dealing with people on Facebook just makes you hate them. That's a very good point. My, uh, you know, I saw someone in the uh, chat in the uh, the Discord on air chat who said that they uh, would have to have a remote session with a therapist. And you know, for me, you know, I I, I go to therapy sessions on um on campus, and where it's going to also have to be remote, which like adds just this whole other level of complexity because it, you know, obviously via Zoom, it's not supposed to be recorded, right? And it's like one of the issues we're having is. HIPAA, which I forget what it stands for, but it's about it's like, health yeah, protection. Yeah, thing. health protection. Uh, a lot of the stuff that they, the, the resources available aren't HIPAA compliant, so that's that's right. an issue. So yeah, didn't I, I'm, I'm Trump very glad. waive HIPAA though, uh, at least somewhat, to allow more uh, more teledoctoring? I'm unsure, but one of the I guess one of the few positive sides of this is that Trump is using this as an excuse to um, deregulate things even further. So I'm glad you're focusing on the mental health nobody uh, aspect of this, uh, Pope Indigent the first. Um, here we're just going to go to David from New Mexico who wants to talk about the virus. Uh, welcome, thanks. Dave's for the call. not here. Dave's not home, man. <laughs> All right. So what's uh, uh, what, what's on your mind? What do you want to talk me about? Let in, Dave. The, the uh, uh, there seems to be a and stop me if you've addressed this, but I haven't heard it addressed very much, if at all. A gaps in logic in attacking the problem. It the the idea, the resources, um, uh, meaning everything, the energy of staying home, et cetera, seems to be misdirected. Um, and yes, obvious, that's what you're talking about. It's all misdirected. But specifically, the the danger seems to be to elderly people that are already in bad shape. If you look at the the 100% of the people that have died, like 90% of them have been uh, 
elderly people in bad shape already. Yes. And yet they're quarantining the entire country, basically, uh, under the guise of protecting people from dying. But the but the people that are dying are, well, once again, the elderly that are already in bad shape. That's right. And so the thing lo- is, lo- logically, go ahead. They should be battening down the hatches on the uh, on the retirement centers. No more visitors for a while. You guys just, just try. I mean, don't make them stay inside, but encourage them to stay inside. Right. And the other thing, the other thing is, is there well, two more things. One, they're doing testing, which to my knowledge, the testing that I've heard of them doing, you don't get an immediate test result, although that's on its way. You're, yeah, they're it's not two getting weeks results for, for Right. And so there, people, the, the tests are just a complete waste of time because they're running around for that entire two weeks before they get their test results. So oh, what's the point? All right. Well, thank you for having us. You have to uh, call in about the second point later. This is Free Talk Live. I think it's been a great your first uh, first show first chairing and i think it's went very well so thank you gentlemen for being a part of it thank you minister freeman for giving me the opportunity and so now in the uh, i want to uh, say that i at least covered something as we we talked about this over the break right where mm. we're we're not the tonight's episode it wasn't just all covering covid19 it's covering the reaction to it which is very important that's all that i've been talking about i mean what else can you yeah. say about oh. a, a a virus Oh well, it's the response that's interesting. Very few Mm. else unrelated, at least, is being reported on in the news. Right, my evening show, Questioning Authority, which you could catch on Saturdays, 10 p.m. on LRN.fm. I've been trying. I've been Eastern Time. Thank you. Yes, I've been making a conscious effort to find non-corona related news, and it's uh, it's just been almost impossible, even for today. But I actually do want to get through this one article I have because this actually is important First Amendment news. So. Um, you know, for longtime listeners, no There's surprise. There's still a First Amendment? They're saying called the First Amendment. The Amendment's Amendment. still there. Yeah, it's, it's written down on the piece of paper. That whole right to assemble part's yeah. out the window at this point. Well, it's because there's a pandemic yeah, well, or, and well, it's different. Or, Orwell called it, you know, if you redefine all the words mm-hmm. or you just lie about what things mean, then it doesn't matter what they put on paper. So we have, uh, this is from Huffington Post, because I like to get a uh, diverse range of political opinions when I do my news show prep. Alex Jones loses Sandy Hook court appeal, must now pay nearly $150,000 in legal fees. This, was this is breaking? or this Yeah, is, uh, March like 26. Huh, okay. The InfoWars host is being sued by nine people whose family members were killed in the shooting at Connecticut Elementary School. Oh, maybe he lost an initial uh, hearing in this case previously. Yeah, I feel this like is an appeal, something. so he's lost several times. Okay, okay. Uh, but just the implication for, for free speech. So Alex Jones, a conspiracy theorist. Uh, he's actually a fellow uh, GCN radio show host, the Alex Jones Show. A conspiracy theorist and reported lo- repeated loser of court battles was ordered when... And so obviously we're putting for bias in here. Well, a tough post. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I know. I shouldn't expect yeah. anything different. But Wednesday to pay more than twenty thousand dollars in attorney's mm. fees after losing another appeal in a defamation case related to the 2012 mass shooting at Sandy Hook <clears throat> Elementary School. He well, now- if anybody should be unsurprised that Alex Jones loses every time Alex Jones go to goes to court, it should be Alex Jones. Shouldn't he expect that? 
I mean, well, yeah, because I mean, the whole system is rigged and he's right about that. He's wrong, I think, about a lot of the ways that it's rigged. And he's also, you know, completely out of his mind. But uh, well, I'm sure he could say the same thing about you, no, uh, Pope Nobody, if he hears some of the stuff you got to say. But uh, yeah, it's but true. it doesn't matter if he's right or wrong. He now owes a hundred and f- nearly a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in legal fees before he even faces a jury. The uh, Texas Court of Appeals sided with Sandy Hook father Neil Heslin, who for years has been attacked, has been quote attacked by consp- you know what attacked with his words about you know, attacked by conspiracy theorists who falsely claim the school shooting in which 20 children and six adults were killed never happened heslin's lawsuit accuses jones and his website infowars of defamation after jones claimed the parents of the dead children were quote crisis actors who helped stage the shooting jones is now being sued by nine and family members this is where jones completely misunderstands the way the government operates why bother getting a whole 60 people together to do a fake shooting when you can achieve the same thing by sending one kid in with a gun. Oh, yeah, and and on I remember because I was... That's the easier way to pull off the whole scam. You only need one kid. Yeah, and I was, and you can, you know, give him the full uh, MK Ultra treatment to make him do it. Oh, but, yeah, Easy that's very true. Easy as pie for the, them. Uh, and, you know, as Jones says, in Jones's words, the uh, SSRIs and, like, the mood suppressors, like Prozac, that's as what he calls them, suicide mass murder pills. And, you know, I listened to the Alex Jones yeah, show but then years ago. And- he's on both sides of the argument, is he? Because if if they did it because they're on Prozac, then they did it. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I, I understand what you mean by that. And I was listening, like, on the day it happened, and he said, he's like, yeah, I had a yeah. dream where men in, you know, uh, men in black uniforms <laughs> with rifles re- repelled from the ceiling and killed kids. And so, I mean, and he's been flip-flopping on this you a see, lot, I've and that doesn't help his case. I've always thought that Alex Jones's job was to make libertarians look stupid in the same way that Fox News's job is to make conservatives look stupid. There is a valid argument for that. So uh, Jones is <laughs> most... Jones we- isn't a libertarian. Jones is... Well, he no, used, but he gets... He, he used to claim to be... Well, yeah, he did use use the word for himself. I think he now says he's a Trumper all in. Now. Jones's um, most recent appeal to dismiss Heslin's lawsuit was found to be quote frivolous. The court ruled Wednesday. Jones was ordered to pay twenty two thousand two hundred fifty in attorneys' fees. Jones was also oh yeah, and by the way, like the, whatever can according to Jones, right? The Connecticut firm that is suing him has to do with like politi- politicians and such. Mm-hmm. As, uh, so yeah, I mean it's like even whatever you think. Let's say you hate Jones because. He's, you know, saying all this stuff or conspiracy theories. I mean, what, what's happening to him isn't right. I mean, this is, you know, First Amendment protected speech, and it's, it's called lawfare, right? But Where they then try again, and- he's still got an appeal to the Supreme Court. He's, I know he has not gone to the Supreme Court. I would have written, read but, about it many times by now. But that's but the thing is with lawfare, it doesn't matter. That's if, where First Amendment cases get decided, though. Oh, I know. But in the meantime, what they do is lawfare, where they could, you know, the suit could just be totally frivolous. They have no, they have, they could have yeah. no ground just in general. But the process, right? Because yeah. in this country, you if you lose a suit, you don't have to pay the like in the UK and other places. If you sue someone yeah. and you lose, you you have to pay very legal defense but in the united states that doesn't happen for better or for worse well so it only people, happens when uh in under special circumstances yeah. where things where something is frivolous but uh in this case when they have lawfare it's to the, the point isn't to beat them in court the point is to bleed them dry of financial resources in the process oh i know that's what they did with me with the machete 
They prosecuted me twice for a felony for being a felon in possession of a garden tool, which isn't even a weapon under the law. That's and, lawfare. I know. And, and you beat you uh, you beat that, I believe, correct? Uh, I beat you it twice. Successful. Oh, wonderful. But I'm still out $1,600, so who won? Yeah, that, that's a good point. Jones, your time. Jones was yeah. also ordered to pay approximately $25,000 in October after a court sanctioned him. And in December, he was ordered to pay $100,000 in legal fees after a Texas judge ruled his defense team, quote, intentionally disregarded an earlier order to produce witnesses. Attorney Mark Bankston, who is representing Heslin and other families suing Jones, told HuffPost in a statement that the latest victory for his client spells the end for Jones. Quote, it is rare to see a legal defense. I doubt that. It is. Yeah, I know. I mean, I wonder what they asked Jones. What does that mean even? He's going to die? He's going to. Well, I know. And, and like, but that, did he die? That's No, he's not. As far as I know, he's still alive. That's so. Um, you got three callers, man. Yeah. And we're at the end of the show, dude. It is rare to see a legal defense so incompetent and we disrespectful to the end the law that caused a defendant to rack up $150,000 in fines during preliminary motions before even reaching the trial. Bankston said, these fines are only the beginning of far greater reckoning awaits Mr. Jones. So, I mean, it's, it's being very clear. Okay, so um, this case isn't even over yet. These are just fines related to yeah, other so we're racking, Yeah, case. exactly. We're racking up the fines there. Um, so then other, so Jones is the most, re- okay, so then they just add that. Sorry, let's do some radio graffiti, given credit to where credit's due. That's ghost from True Capitalist Radio's term. Uh, all right, we have Aaron in Newtown, LA. Uh, what's on your mind? Real, real quick, like 10 seconds. Hey, sorry, man. This is Aaron in New Orleans. New Orleans. Uh, yeah, hey, I was just calling to say, you know, uh, b- before Mardi Gras, we had maybe one or two cases of COVID-19. Uh, now we're, right behind New York City as far as being the uh, epicenter as far as per capita numbers. Uh, I mean, you can't invite half a million people down and, and not expect to, you know, to, to spread whatever they have around. Absolutely. I didn't know yeah. that. Thank you. For, are, are you worried? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're we're on uh, uh, basically shelter in, in, a, in a place. You can go out for, you know, essentials and things, and uh, law enforcement really doesn't uh, uh, hassle anyone, uh, but it's pretty much at your your own risk. Are you more worried about the government or the disease? I'm more worried about the, the, the virus. I don't think, you know, the government right now, they're kind of like playing a hands-off. I think they're they're just as afraid as everyone else is. Thanks for the call. All right, thanks. Hopefully it works out for you. Here we go. We have Paul in Tampa, Florida. Real quick, wants to talk about corona. Big surprise. Uh, all right, 10 seconds. What's, what's on your mind? Yeah, I just figured it out. If you don't choose to be a resident, the government can't tell you to stay home if you don't choose to be a resident. Well, now that's an interesting legal argument, and I'd love mm-hmm. to see you make it when the cops pull you over on video. I hope that you will record video yeah. of that and put it online so we can I, I see how that goes. And and San Francisco learned that when they exempted homeless. Then the second thing, you will not get your twelve hundred dollar check unless you can prove to the government that you're a subject of the Washington D.C. people. That's one of the reasons why I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't cash it. That's a very good point. Thank you for your call. There'll be more time tomorrow, 7 to 10 p.m. Free Talk Live. Thank you, everyone, so much for tuning in. It's been a great show. Um, Let's see here. Good job, dude. Thank you. Yeah, anyway, so thanks, everyone, so much for listening. Plug your show. Oh, yeah, questioning all 40, LRN.FM, 10 p.m. Eastern, Saturday nights. Shirefreemedia.com. Thank you, Nobody nobody and Ian. It's been a great show, and I hope to see uh, hear from all of you tomorrow night, 7 p.m. This is Free Talk Live. 
Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap, even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed; it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. And here's Mike's best offer ever. My pillow is now offering 50% off their four-pack special plus free shipping. Go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-5617 and use promo code FTL. That's 50% off plus free shipping. Don't delay. Order now. 